Hi, my name is Danny, and I am a horticulturalist. Welcome to my little podcast, Leaves, Stems and Roots. Quote, what I say is that if a man really likes potatoes, he must be a pretty decent sort of fellow. A.A. Milne. Hello, leaflets. First of all, apologies for the pause between episodes. We should be back on track now. Have a bit of admin before we start. Have some exciting news coming up. I'm in the middle of trying to negotiate with a representative of the Stephanie Alexander Kitchen and Garden Program for an interview. Alas, it's not the great lady herself, but I'm sure it'll just be as good. I also have a new logo in the works. A shout out to Maddie for her awesomeness. And even though this is a one-woman show, I will be getting some help with research on my minis. Shout out to Phyllis, or as I fondly call her, Mum. On to episode four. We're still talking about kitchen gardens, but I wanted to talk about five very easy veggies to start off with. This is for the people who have no idea how to start. I assumed that everyone knows how to garden, but I know that this is not correct. That's my bad. I have a few friends actually who have black thumbs and their eyes glaze over when I start talking plants, rolling their eyes for my very daggy but funny garden jokes. But we all do this, don't we? I have a friend who is into science and her jokes are not funny. Oh, perhaps I just don't understand them. Hmm. So what, if you think of kitchen gardens, do you think of first? And what is the difference between a veggie garden and a kitchen garden? To me, a veggie garden is a plot of land which grows a hodgepodge of plants that you can eat. There is no rhyme nor reason to it. A kitchen garden is a plot of land you actually plant out to allow to use the produce all year round. That's my thoughts anyway. I just looked it up and Mrs Google says a kitchen garden is about small amounts of lots of different species of plants, whereas veggie gardens are more about large productions. Still not sure of this, I think veggie gardens have been mislabeled as such before kitchen gardens became a thing. If you listen to episode one, you would remember that kitchen gardens as a concept has been around since the dawn of time. However, my nana and papa used to have a veggie garden, and that's what they used to call it. But in actual fact, it would have been considered as a kitchen garden, as it had a lot of different species but small amounts about them. I loved their veggie patch. It was beautiful and nice and smelly in a good way. I have a veggie patch though. It is a hodgepodge of veggies. Looking at my veggie patch and looking at what grows without much worry would be carrots, silver beet, spinach and potatoes. And the herb, which grows everywhere and is just lovely, would be oregano. You thought I was going to say mint, didn't you? Well, it is in the same family. I will be talking pests and diseases in the next episode. This episode is going to be a bit longer as it is, and let's just not go nuts, eh? I don't want to bore you. Okay, so let's start with the humble spud, Solanium tuberosum. They are in the Solanaceae family, so they are related to the tomato, eggplant, and deadly nightshade. Don't get them mixed up. They are a beautiful vegetable. Let's have a history lesson. I know, I know, this is a gardening podcast, but I do enjoy the origins of things. So did you know that the humble spud is actually Peruvian? What? It actually didn't come to Ireland until the 1600s. And from there, it emigrated to other parts of Europe and then to the US and us 
Aussies. It's amazing how loved the potato is, from baked, boiled, fried, roasted and mashed and many more. Potatoes became popular as they are a good source of vitamin C, which back in the day helped fight off scurvy. What is scurvy? Scurvy is actually a disease with low vitamin C levels and it was prevalent with sailors on long journeys. There you go. It is also rich in potassium, which is good for heart and muscles. The thing about potatoes that aren't great are the added yumminess to them. When we add extra fats like cream and butter and salt and anything else we do for flavouring, you can have potatoes in many different ways. Through the Stephanie Alexander program the other day, we had potato on pizza. It sounds like it wouldn't work, but it was yum. Fun facts about the spud. Remember as a kid when you would not when you would cut shapes out of it and make stamps out of them? Or was that just me? Did you know that the spud was the first veggie to be grown in space? In 1995, NASA incorporated the technology of growing spuds for long journeys. Be an astronaut and still eat your spuds. Minecraft have potatoes, which fills Steve and his friends a bit more than a carrot or apple. And in Minecraft, you can plant them too, which is a great segue to our new kitchen garden. Okay, if you have some old potatoes in the cupboard, which have stems coming off them, you can use these to begin with. Or you can buy some seed potatoes, which are bred for the purpose of planting. These will give you a larger yield and as a newbie, may give you more of a hallelujah moment. Potatoes can be grown in a vegetable garden, a wicking bed or in a bucket, depending on your space. The logistics are all the same though. Start off with your seed potato would be good if they were disease free, which are readily available anywhere you can pick them up. Plant these 10 centimetres beneath the soil. The soil doesn't have to be super great, but adding a bit of organic matter i.e. compost, would be an advantage. Dig a little trench in the soil about 10 centimetres below and 30 to 40 centimetres apart. Add straw on top, which will keep moisture in. Once they start to grow, mound up the soil so the seeds are always covered. This will also give you a bigger yield and you may end up with homemade chips for a longer time. The best way to figure out how to harvest is to keep an eye on the leaves. When they die back, it's time to dig out your food. The great thing about potatoes, if some are too little, you can just replant them and wait another six weeks and you will have an endless supply of potatoes for years to come. I could seriously talk all day long about potatoes. Shout out to my son who is a potato. He actually says this. Check out the show notes for additional fun facts of the potato. Dorcas carato, i.e. the humble carrot. They are in the Apacia family. Their relations are celery, coriander, dill, and as well as the spud have a few black sheep in their family too, such as hemlock and cowbane, two very toxic plants. As a kid, I didn't like them much, but these days I can't eat much else. I eat them every day but I don't eat them too much. They have a very interesting history too. Did you know that they actually started off as white? They originated in modern Iran and Afghanistan, 
Without getting too technical, the species with the higher keratin ended up being more palatable. Over the years, with the cross-pollination and differing soil types, the colours turned purple and yellow, and it wasn't until 600 years ago in Spain that the orange hues made it out. Technically, carrots are not vegetables. Wait, what? They are classed as roots. Let's just let this go and pretend this didn't come up. Because if we talk technically, is there even such a thing as a true blue veggie? You can also eat the tops of carrots. There is a yum soup out there using the tops of carrots. When they first come up, you need to use the tops of carrots. The old ones, not so good. Tangent here. Why do they call orange-haired people carrot tops? Would it be just carrot heads? I mean, carrot tops are green, or is that the joke? I don't get it. Apologies to all gingers out there. You're a beautiful people. Apparently, you can grow carrots from carrots straight into the soil. Watch this space as I am going to give it a go. They are a great snack for humans and dogs. My old dog loved carrots. I couldn't eat them by myself. He would always come and stare at me intently as soon as I started eating one. They are very high in vitamin C, potassium, beta carotene and dietary fiber. Don't eat too many of them because you can turn orange. Well, more like yellowish hue to your palms and soles of your feet. However, in some unfortunate people, you can turn orange due to having too much carotene in your blood. If someone tells you they eat up to 10 carrots a day, maybe tell them to stop it. Maybe not just for the colouring of your skin. Side note here, I always think of that Scrubs episode, which is a parody of House. A dude is orange and they figure out he is eating too many carrots. Anyway... Carrots are fantastic plants for pollinators. Various species of bees love them, as do beneficial wasps and predatory insects like ladybirds. Did you know this? There are many species of carrots. You need good friable soil, which has been cultivated a lot. This means with a trowel, you are able to dig into the soil about 30 to 40 centimetres. In the show notes, you will see the result of a carrot that tried and failed to grow through compacted soil. The great thing about carrots are they are quite easy to grow directly from seed. The seeds are very small, so it's very hard to keep them apart. Um, So you will really have to thin these out. They need to be harvested before they are too woody or once they bolt. What does that mean? A carrot jumps out of the soil and runs in circles because unlike its friend the potato, it has no eyes. Pause for laughter. Bolting means when the plant goes to seed. Lots of herbs and other plants do this too. It is usually a real testament to make you harvest that plant or to dig it up, save the seeds and start again. Carrots are 88% water. On to silver beet and spinach. We are going to talk about these together. Silver beet, beta vulgaris subspecies vulgaris and spinach, spinachia olaricea. Apologies for that. Looks similar, but is it? No, of course not, hence why they have different names. They are, however, and not surprising, in the same family as each other. Oh gosh, Amaranthaceae. Some of these are very easy to say. With Latin names, they are like as as they are written. However, I still have tongue twisters around them. I apologise. As well as them, they are related to beetroot and sorrel. Now, it doesn't seem they share 
with any deadly plants. However, if you had bad kidneys, you can't eat too much. Silver beet originates from the coast of Portugal, Spain and the Mediterranean islands. Spinach is native to southern Asia and was first cultivated in Persia, Iran, over 2,000 years ago. The reason I will be talking about these together is that they are very similar when planting. They have very similar habits. However, I didn't want to confuse anyone who thought they were the same thing. So what is the difference? Silver beet is grown as a biannual, whereas spinach is grown as an annual. What the heck does that mean? It takes two years for silver beet to complete its growing cycle, although it can be a bit longer depending on the species, whereas spinach, it only takes one season. However, there are some species that are perpetual. I have this growing in my patch at home, as I said earlier, and also at the school garden. Silver beet is much better in the heat than spinach, but both are frost tolerant. They are quite interchangeable interchangeable in recipes however silver beet is more bitter and should be cooked before eating whereas spinach can be eaten raw and its baby leaves are often used as an alternative to lettuce in salads they are both rich in iron vitamin c vitamin a vitamin k and folate they are also rich in beta carotene so perhaps if you're worried about turning orange don't eat this at the same time as all your 10 carrots. Spinach and silver beet can be sown directly into the soil. I guess you could sow them into a seed tray to begin with, but these are so easy to grow it's unnecessary. Use soil with compost added to it and after thinning mulch to suppress weeds. What do I mean when I say thinning? I was taught about a hundred years ago it was pricking out which is a more accurate description, but it gets a few giggles associated with when I say it out loud. So we say thinning out. Use your fingers or a small tool to pull out the seedlings that encroach on one another. It will be too crowded to keep them all in. And silver beet grows best with a 20 centimetre width. They can grow quite tall and wide. One could space the seeds in the planting stage, but sometimes this is not viable or accidents happen, or distractions, etc. Also, if you didn't remove the old seed heads from the last seasons, they may be sown without any intervention from you. When you thin out any vegetables that have grown close together, please keep these plants. You can use them again, them in the seed trays, or add them to other pots. You can give them away, or you can add, you can just have perpetual silver beet or spinach or whatever you're you're trying to prick out silver beet and spinach are harvested around the same time and you can tell with both of them that it is time to either cut back or rip it out and that's when the leaves turn yellow and papery silver beet comes in different colors that's to say the stems are of different colors we have white yellow and red it is known as chard or Swiss chard in the States. When I read in books that they're eating chard, I think I used to think it was a biscuit. The word chard comes from the Latin word cardus, which means thistle. So perhaps back in the day, they were origin originally thought of some kind of thistle. Silver beet can also be grown in space. March 26th is the National Day of Spinach in America. How exciting. Everything spinachio. In the 1930s, way before my time, and all of my listeners, I'm sure, Popeye was credited to increasing the sales of spinach to 
I remember Popeye vaguely. He had muscles which he attributed to his spinach eating. Thus it became the first superfood without realising it. How funny. As I may have said in my intro episode, I'm a bit of an artist and they used to extract the green pigment from spinach to add to inks and paint. I must try this. Onto the wonderful herb oregano. In America, it pronounce, it's pronounced oregano. And I don't think I realised it was the same thing for years. I made your favourite spaghetti with lots of oregano. Ten points if you know where this line comes from. Anyway, before I realised that herbs did not start off as dried leaves you found in small jars, I used to think it smelt like pencil sharpening. Thus, didn't really like to add it to my food. Afterwards, however, when I would dry them on my own or smell the fresh stuff, I fell in love with it. It's one of the only herbs I use all the time. Oregano, Oreganum vulgare, originated from the Mediterranean and is in the same family as mint, as I said before. Lamiaceae also has rosemary, lavender and sage as its relatives. Also a plant called bugleweed. Its common name is ajuga. And every time I plant it, that's what I say. Ajuga. It's a beautiful rockery plant non-edible and it likes the shade has a bluish purple flower it's very pretty of course there are some toxic cousins too such as dead net it's in the name however it's more of a weed than anything else which can be deadly too as we will see here in episode five about diseases and pests to watch out for in kitchen gardens it is closely related to marjoram which is a sweeter and milder taste and has smaller and gray leaves there are lots of cultivars of oregano. Oregano can be grown all throughout the year. They can be planted from a cutting or seed. The great thing about this herb is that they grow into a prostrate bush. They are also perpetual and once they start getting that woodiness to them, they can be cut back to the ground and they come back with just beautiful new growth. The other thing is when they bolt, the seeds are endless. Once you have oregano in your garden, it's like mint and some of its other relations, it is forever. Oregano is a great herb to have in amongst your veggies, as it looks pretty and smells great. The only plants you can't plant is with coriander, mint, basil and chives, and this is because the water content of these other herbs is much greater. Oregano, like its cousin lambda and rosemary doesn't like to get its feet wet. So how do you plant it? Add the ready-made seedlings you get from garden nursery or bunnings or anything like that and plant them in a well-drained soil. They grow well in pots or beds. You can also just use the seeds and you just chuck them anywhere and they'll grow. Seriously, I have done this and it works. It is very easy to dry yourself. Just cut a few stems and put them in posies and hang them upside down. This will dry them and you can either bottle them up or leave them as a talking point in your kitchen. However, be warned, you may attract dust. And I don't know about you, but I'm not into dusty herbs. So all right. Oregano, I was about to say the American version. So oregano means joy of the mountain in ancient Greek. Apparently, if cows ate this herb, they tasted nicer. Well, this is what the ancient Greeks would say. And apparently, back in the day, if you placed a posy of oregano 
under your pillow, you would dream of your future spouse. Mm. It is related to pizzas and is even called the pizza herb in some areas. So what do I have growing in my garden? All of the above. I have potatoes, one carrot, yes, one carrot, red and yellow, silver beet, perpetual spinach and oregano. Wherever I go, I will always have these in my garden. The other thing that I actually have at the moment is sage. It's just gigantic. It's like another little woody plant. Check out the Facebook group as there is a poll asking what veggie you would think of when thinking of kitchen garden. And I have noticed that there are a few people who have commented on this and most of them are talking silver beet or herbs which I understand. I hope you enjoyed episode four, my little leaflets. Please rate and review or subscribe. And until next time, toodaloo. All media pertaining to this episode will be in the show notes. Please follow through Instagram and we now have a Facebook group. Tell me about your kitchen gardens. Please remember to rate and review. And remember to pull up your plants so we can get dirty. Blop, blop.